Hi, welcome to Comics Unscripted, the podcast from Foreign Press Comics. I'm your host, Kyler Merrill, and today we have um, Elise Russell, the writer of Sentience. It is on Zoop from now, or from last week, until May 13th. So it's live now, until May 13th. Um, how are you doing? Good, how are you? A uh, little bit of all right. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, writing. <laughs> That's good. Writing what? Like just more? Uh, I mean, you're working on a lot of stuff. So like, what do you, what I are you am. working on? I am, yeah. Um, my big projects right now are Sentience and I'm curating two anthologies, one comic, one prose, and then some short stories. So just kind of, I, I bounce around with all the yeah. projects because that's just how my mind works. For sure. And who are those anthologies with again? I know ones with Water Dragon. Um, yeah, yeah. Press. Water Dragon Publishing oh, is publishing. doing um, The Future is So Bright. And those submissions are open. Um, the submission open, the submission window is open until the end of the month. And it's for positive speculative visions of the future. I love and that. yeah, we're getting a lot of subs and I love it and I want more. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other um the comic anthology is amongst the stars and we'll be announcing on the 22nd our selections me is, and cj hudson isn't one of those isn't there one or i might have i listened to another interview or two with you or parts of different interviews i do that with mom i guess just to kind of get a better mm-hmm. idea of them you know it, it helps me come up with a lot of quite i came up with a lot of questions by just or a lot of things to talk about just from listening to other things so like isn't one of those um kind of through or isn't there one that's just female focus or female creators only is that a different oh, project that's another project okay that's a different um, one the dark side of purity is um yeah that's what i was is it's it's a mix of everything mm-hmm. so there's prose illustrated prose poetry illustrated poetry comics um mixed media mm-hmm. art and it's all women and it's all around the theme of um how women really feel about society's obsession with virginity and chastity through a dark speculative speculative lens so horror dark fantasy that kind of thing and we've got um some pretty killer pieces already and we're looking to put that out sometime in the beginning of next year Mm. I mean, so I, I guess I, d- I don't want to get too, you know, heavy right off the bat, but it, it is one of the topics that I, um, that, that I, or something I wanted to talk about was, um, yeah. and um, I, I know that like the other project you're working on with Band of Bards, uh, Fell Witch deals with um, specifically with postpartum yes. and you're dealing, you're looking and it's that topic. And then I know you went from, you did mention that you have the other one that's, um, Again, I forgot the name, but it's more of an uplifting, bright take, you know, on the hopeful looks of the future. And yeah. so, but I, I have just noticed, and I haven't read a lot of your work, but just that it seems like you look at the, looking at a lot of different things specifically through, um, I thought I was clever, looking at them through sunglasses, looking at it through a very dark lens. Yes. Um, so, I mean, is that like, do you think that's like that's a way that speaks to you or is that like what is that the kind of thing you want to read is looking at things in through a more darker tone or do you think just think that's more realistic um I just like creepy stuff it just um 
coming up with just the, mm, the, the topics that are closest to me right now that I want to get out. Um, it's hard to describe the emotions of like postpartum depression or um, how women feel about virginity and chastity if, if you've never experienced that or heard mm -hmm. about it. So using monsters, maybe they'll get a little touch of how we feel about those topics just by looking at that monster. Like the way you feel looking at this thing right now is how we feel about this. So I think horror is just a very good genre for conveying emotion. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be all bad emotions either. Um, but that's just what I'm working on at the moment. Um, I do have other projects that will be more hopeful, mm. not all dark, but I do really like the yeah. dark stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, 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 I'm trying to decide if I want to go like continue on like a more serious thing or go like to the light stuff, but I guess we'll go to the, we'll start with the light stuff. Cause it kind of goes back to your origin. So I know that you, um, I know from listening to other interviews, you inter interviews with you that you were, you're a big reader. Um, yeah. and so you liked, um, especially like you said, you like, um, creepy things. So <laughs> yeah. I guess what kind of things were you writing like from a young age? Like, as I know you've been writing for a long time, you wrote a novel in your teens. And so like, I yeah. guess what types of, have you been writing everything because now you're working in comics, you have poetry, um, you're doing, uh, sentience which is a light novel which i feel like is kind of different in a way and so um i guess what's your what's your story as far as writing goes and like your origin as a writer um fantasy mm -hmm. i started out with just fantasy um dragons and magical deer and things like that um sea monsters was there a series or something that like stuck out i mean i read the chronicles of narnia as a mm -hmm. kid and I really liked that. Um, and then I started read, reading Tanith Lee at a younger age, younger than I probably ought to have been reading her. <laughs> um, she does have some books that are for younger kids though, like the Black Unicorn. Um, but yeah, I was really into fantasy, so all of my earliest stuff, the books I tried to write um, and the epic ballad poetry, <laughs> they were all fantasy. Mm -hmm. And the, the novels I wrote when I was a teenager were, I guess you could say dark fantasy. Mm -hmm. I guess I started getting into the darker stuff as a teenager, yeah. <laughs> as soon uh, as uh, I found out it existed. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I get, I just, that, the idea of epic poetry is really interesting to me. Like, so like, were you just like, I'm going to write, ba I'm going to write my Beowulf. Is that like what you I were doing? Beowulf. or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Beowulf, remember much about Beowulf. I Sir Gowen and the Green Knight, um, stuff like that. The long epic. I liked yeah. the Odyssey a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I would sit in my room for hours writing like 20 page poems and it just rhymes the whole yeah. fucking way through. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. Like I, I tried to write poetry and I can't, I can't do it because I have, a, I have a comic that I'm, I that involves a lot of music and it's kind of inspired by, um, my 
passion, my love, I don't know my love, but my fandom of country music. And so um, I want to write, mm-hmm. I've considered writing a song as like part of it, but like, I, I can't, I just don't know if I could do it. It's just so difficult. Songwriting is I, I can't. Oh, I, that's the thing is I've looked it up and they always, everybody says, just <laughs> start with a poem, just write a poem. Hmm. And then you put okay. a poem to, to music. But I mean, for one thing, I'm not a musician, but even that just the poetry part of it, I just, I just like, it's like so far out of what I yeah. feel comfortable with that. I'm like, it's just, it would, it's going to take a lot of work if I wanted, if I decide to go that route. Cause that's There's just a lot really of different kinds of poetry though. That's true. But I mean, do the free verse or. Mm-hmm. stream of consciousness poetry is interesting yeah i mean i i do stream of consciousness consciousness writing just like yeah. for um especially like for i was talking to my sister about this the other day because she's a senior in high school and like mm-hmm. just i do it for like decision making like when i need yeah. to make a decision yeah. like she's a big pro and con list person but i'm just like a stream of consciousness writing like i'll just type everything i'm thinking of not even in a word document i open up notepad on my computer so i can just delete it and get rid of it yeah. And so, but yeah, that's, that's what's worked the best for me. And especially like, just like, it's worked a little bit with writing too, just stream of consciousness. I feel like that's something that's really, it's been helpful for me at least. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, I, I forgot the other thing I was going to say. I, um, that, that happens a lot. It's okay. So I do it too. what's the difference in like writing different, um, different genres, like different, or not different genres, different mediums, I guess, writing. Cause like we've established, you're writing in all these different things. You're writing prose comics. Um, and like, we also said a, the light novel that sentiences, and I want to get to that a little bit more into sentience more later, but mm-hmm. I guess is there, what's the, what are some differences between, um, you know, writing all those, or are they all relatively the same at the end of the day? Like what's different about writing all those uh, different mediums? No. Um, for poetry doesn't come as easily to me as it did mm-hmm. in college. I feel like I go through phases where one type of writing is what really clicks for me. Yeah. And like, I can still do the others, but my heart's in mm-hmm. that one kind. And right now it's, it's script writing and prose kind of mm-hmm. pretty equally. Um, but I find script writing easier right now for some reason. Um, I think the main difference is just imagery. So with prose, you have to describe everything. Mm -hmm. And with scripting, you also have to describe everything, but you're handing over a lot of that to Mm -hmm. the artist. So it's, I feel like I focus more on the dialogue when I'm script writing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, dialogue's my favorite in anything, but. (laughs) I, I, Dialogue's hit or miss for me, whether that works, but you're, I mean, you're, so you're hitting on a lot of show versus show and don't tell, which yep. I don't want to get too into because I know that that was one of the, a part of one of the interviews that I listened to, you had a whole thing where it was a lot about that. And so I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to get make you do too much. If you want to listen to that, I don't remember what podcast it was on, but just look up Elise Russell on your podcast app. That's one of the ones It's like top three or four that pop up. That's all I do. <laughs> My process is not a secret. I just looked up your name on Spotify. There's like three things that popped up. I downloaded I think the first it was, three. I think it was big publishing in a, or small publishing in a big universe. That sounds right. Anyway, just look up show, don't tell. At least I don't know. I talk a lot. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the, one of the things that got me is that you, you had said something very similar on there was that you in comics, you, you kind of want to do the opposite of show, don't tell. A bit, yeah. But it's it's weird, like because 
you want to do both. Like you want yeah. to, you have to, sh- you have to tell a lot. You have to do the opposite when you're writing a script, but in the actual finished product, you do want to show because you do have that art element. Right. And so right. it's like both of them at the same time. So when you're writing a script, you're writing it to the artist. Mm-hmm. And then once the artist gets their fingers in the pie, then that final product is speaking to the mm-hmm. readers. So when you're writing for the artist, you are doing the tell mm-hmm. part. But then once you have both of them together, you're showing that telling mm-hmm. still. Exactly. Yeah. And the it's a product. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to, that's something, a good point that you just kind of made is that the, the artist is like, you're, you're, you tell the artist, you do the, you as the writer do the tell and then the mm-hmm. artist does the show. Yeah. And so like, you're both doing both parts of that. Um, and so I, I, I inspired by that. Um, I, I don't know how this is going to go, but I mean, I wrote, I'll just tell you what I wrote down and then okay. we can see if it's, if anything comes of it, I wrote down three <laughs> rules of writing. I don't know if I expected you when I wrote that, I wrote this probably a week ago. I don't know if I expected you to just like, have like, here's my three rules ready to go. I didn't, but I don't know what I expected. Like, are there any <laughs> like rules that you think of when it comes to writing? Cause again, I'm same thing I've said 17 times now is that you're writing across different mediums. Is there any, like, are there any rules that kind of hold fast between all of them do you think there's things that were hammered into my head by professors like try not to use the word thing Mm -hmm. um that's just getting more descriptive um let's see the show don't tell is everywhere um there was this professor i have that told me i'm sure everybody's heard the take your word count and cut it in half Mm -hmm. but this professor told me to do that and then to compare them and find a way to use both versions so it was ultimately getting your prose more compact but Mm -hmm. not so stark yeah well that's what i was going to say is i don't i I see why you said that you had that rule, you know, or we, I don't mean you, but I just mean, there is that, I get why that yeah. exists to cut your, your word count in half, but like, I don't like it. Cause I don't think right. it's always right. It's but I, do, I like what you just said is that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you find the happy medium between the two, like you cut it in half and then you like, okay, well, so this is where that worked. And this is where I right. still need all the extra words. And I like I like that idea of having a happy medium between the two. Cause I think that's probably uh-huh. the ideal way to do things. Because most yeah. people do write way too much, um, I, myself <laughs> yeah. included. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't need an entire page's worth of description about someone's outfit, right? Yeah. Like, so it does teach you to get to the point more, mm-hmm. but it you don't want to sacrifice all of that mm-hmm. poetry yeah. either. I was trying to think of someone who does that and the close, I don't know, maybe Lord of the Rings, I guess, kind of does that. Just describing explaining everything, describing everything all the time. I would say, and I'm, this is terrible because he's my favorite author, but I would say George R.R. R. Martin. That's, that was my next food, choice, yeah. When he yeah. gets into food, <laughs> he describes the food a lot. And I we do know he tend likes to, to skip those. <laughs> but um, actually, I like it when he describes the um, what people are wearing because sometimes that becomes important, like a little yeah. detail, a hair mm-hmm. ornament or something could be yeah. really... But and, um, yeah, sometimes it's a bit much with mm-hmm. the food, but I yeah. love those books. So 
and I'll that, put up with it. <laughs> and that kind, yeah, exactly. And that kind of goes to the show don't tell thing as well as you know the sometimes that describing can really build an image and build like details mm-hmm. about a character without just being like he's a veteran, you know. But maybe you describe that like his armor was you know chipped or you know scratched, and you know you by describing yeah. you are showing instead of telling. And so right, that's a right. good thing. I don't. Do you think that they'll we'll see Winds of Winter? Or dream of spring? I think we will see. I think we will see winds of winter. I do not think we will see dream a uh, dream of spring, um, unless he just yeah. I I think he's got so many projects going that he's so passionate about that. It, it, do you think he's a little seems, scared at this point? I don't know that he's scared so much as he doesn't have the muse right now. Hmm. That's true. I think yeah. he just sits down to do it and he just doesn't like doesn't have the the drive for it, maybe. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I'm only scared. Spe- speculating, yeah, obviously. But like but... knowing that a show had come out, you know, and then like the whole last season, especially the finale, get like <laughs> panned. And especially if that is his plan to be like, oh, now Whatever I have to you... write that. And like knowing that people it's... hated the first time, like I don't want to do that. <laughs> it won't end like the show. You don't think, there yeah. might be a couple of key points, but mm. no. Um, I think that anything he puts out at this point will be better than just leaving it on that note. Yeah. Like at this point, like it kind of ruins the legacy of it. Yeah, exactly. But, I think he, yeah. I think that's a good point is, you know, if he brought it back, he can reclaim it, you know? Right. And, and then so, there's the hope be... that it could be remade again. Sometime. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to go off on a, a, went off oh, on a game okay. of Thrones I will tangent. always go off on a, a Song of Ice and Fire tangent. <laughs> song of Ice and Fire tangent. That's a better. I said Game of Thrones tangent. Song of Ice and Fire. That's better. Um, and so the last thing that I, I kind of wanted to say as far as writing, what do you think you got out of being such a reader as a kid? Because, you know, we established that you've, you've, you were a big reader. You like to read mm-hmm. a lot. And so what do you think that, what do you think you got out of that besides just a love for reading contributes to a love for writing? Are there, is there anything that you might've gained from being such a reader? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, an innate sense of what is grammatically correct. So when you read stuff enough, you get a sense of what sounds right and what doesn't. So even if as a young kid, I didn't know what some point of grammar was called, mm-hmm. I knew what it was Yeah, and I could still catch mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's just that much reading you pick up grammar <laughs> yeah no that's i i just curious because I, I i you know i feel like you know for me and for a lot of people i and i assume for you as well like that it is like it builds a sense of imagination especially when you're into oh, yeah. like fantasy and stuff like that because it's like it's weird i was heavy into fantasy and now i'm like i can't get into fantasy no whatsoever i just can't i don't know why like I, I was recently, me and my girlfriend did this thing on Valentine's day that we, we both went to half price books and bought each other a book and, huh? or we, well, we both picked out three books and then like showed each other and let them pick from those three. And like one okay. of the ones she showed me was like this fantasy thing that like, was like a whole world building thing, you know, in the same vein of like yeah. all the, you know, all the things, all the big fantasy series, the same kind of thing right. you could tell that it was going for that. And like, I just like, I was just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. And like, I get why she would have picked that for me. Cause like, that does seem like it'd be my jam, but like, it just doesn't, I don't know why I just haven't been able to get in fantasy. Yeah. Well, science fiction you know, I can, but sometimes you cycle through interests and maybe yeah. someday you'll get back into fantasy, but you know, you don't 
have to yeah. like it all the time. <laughs> True. And like, I can't write fantasy either. I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's, let's transition a little bit to, um, uh, to sentience. And I guess I kind of, cause this is something I don't know that I haven't heard on anything else is what's, where'd this story come from? Or first of all, do you want to give like the, the quick one sentence summary of the book <laughs> and then um, tell us where you got the idea from? Okay, um, so the log line for sentience would be um, a clockwork android assassin learns that she's more alive than she thought she was and that it might be time to depose her necromancer creator. I buy it. I like it. I, like <laughs> this, it. I think was... that, that's a good one yeah. sentence song. <laughs> From the prologue that I read, I'm like, that's that's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so like I said, where did where did you kind of get the idea from? Or where not I don't want to, I don't just mean like so like boring, like where'd you get the idea from? But I guess that's what I'm gonna ask. Where where how's okay. the story come about? <laughs> um uh quite a few sources actually. Um I was trying to get more stuff out that I had written and Danny had illustrated just to show people what we could do. And I saw that hyphen punk does accepts comics. So I said, Hey, Danny, <laughs> do you want to do a short comic for this? Mm -hmm. And she said, okay. And I'm like, which of the punks punk subgenres appeals to me the most. And it would be steampunk definitely. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of started, started thinking about that. And there's this song I really like by Lindsey Sterling. It's called Shatter Me. It's got Lizzie Hale in it and it's got a steampunk theme. Mm -hmm. And um, I would listen to that and kind of get into the zone for it. And mm -hmm. I, my first thought was to have an Android with a bunch of mechanical um animals around her i like that and then i was thinking maybe she's saving them from sky pirates and then i started going with sky pirates and geez what's running my android some kind of juice soul juice it could be made out of the souls of other people and it just kind of went from there yeah so that's where soul energy came in and then i decided to just have the one little clockwork critter and that's the praying mantis archibald that chris designed for the yeah. band of bards logo yeah um and she was infiltrating the sky pirates for um stealing soul energy and trying to sell it on the black market <clears throat> which is what the sorceress was trying to do mm -hmm. she wanted a monopoly on the yeah on the market so just ending with a nice big explosion and a cool flying creature and just kind of having fun with it and um i liked playing in that little world and i decided to write some more and i waffled a lot as to whether it should be a graphic novel or um prose and then I kind of waffled publicly about it on Twitter. And that's when Chris stepped in and said, hey, how about both? Yeah. <laughs> a light novel. Yeah. And I said, okay. And Danny said, okay. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that kind of made it easier on Danny a little bit is, you know, now you're not doing, 
you know, what could be, you know, 120 pages of comics. And now you're like, okay, let's cut that down to, I don't know how many pages of actual art there are. I don't know. I'm assuming 50 or, you know, I assume it's about 50, 50. Yeah. So probably 50, something like that. So it's like, Hey, we'll cut your page count in half. I imagine she was really happy about that. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because, um, the, there's giant spiders in it Mm. and she's terrified of spiders. Oh no. And she's like, as she's drawing these it's like torturing her so she sends me gifts of creepy pigs because she knows that's what scares me <laughs> just to like even this, it back, yeah. even it out a little yeah <laughs> um so i think she has a lot of at first she said she didn't she wasn't sure about steampunk because it's so detail oriented mm-hmm. but yeah. then once she got into it she designed kyra and she could have just made her look kind of like you know a female iron man but instead mm-hmm. she put all this elaborate detail mm-hmm. into her and scroll work and it looks really unique and i think she she likes that now mm-hmm. i i, I it, just looking at the little bit of art that i've seen from it it is very detailed and especially like you mentioned before the the praying mantis and it's all all of that yeah. is it's very intricately designed yeah um real she had quick. never drawn a zeppelin you know, she's <laughs> yeah. like, what? So I think at first she was really hesitant about it. So that probably you're right. It Like knowing that you don't have to do an entire graphic yeah. novel of that mm-hmm. is probably a bit of a relief for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, real quick. I do have another question, but real quick, I want to take a quick break so I can put an ad in here and now I'll know where to put it. Uh, okay. So we'll be right back in a second. And we're back. Um, and I already lost the question. We just took a break for two seconds and I lost it. What uh, you said. Oh, so did you um, like when you're doing a light, first of all, for anybody who doesn't know, a light novel is just prose with some illustrations throughout. But yours is um, as the people who are Band of Bards are calling it an American light novel. So it's closer to 50-50. Correct? Or is it? Right. Yeah, or, it's, it's super sized. Yeah. <laughs> because and, it's American. Yeah, exactly. And that, <laughs> exactly. That, that's what they've said. Um, uh-huh. And so I, when doing that, like, is when you're scripting it, are you like laying out this page is going to be illustrated? Or like, mm-hmm. how are you? How is that working? Are you just? I have two different documents that I work off oh, of. Okay. One is straight prose and the other one is a script. And I just know where the where the script parts go in to hmm. the prose. Yeah. So, and so is that like were yeah. you just like planning those for like big scenes or like how were you deciding which ones were which ones needed to be seen visually? Um well you have to you have to be careful though because you don't want to put something spoilery in there. So it has to be mm-hmm. cool and engaging and like a a plot point, but not something where they're, if they're casually flipping through, they'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which is a thing with graphic novels. But since this is, the story is in prose as well, I wanted to keep it. So anything that I thought maybe needed some clarifications, like it's hard to describe legged wagons. Mm-hmm. So let's have an illustration for that so people can picture it better. Or... Like, this is a really cool fight scene. We got to have this in here. Um, anything that's just visually dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I have asked Danny and Roe, Damon Barrett Rowe, the um, prose editor for this project, 
Nicole D'Andrea is the comic editor. Mm. Um, I've asked them both, like, if you see something in the story where you think, hey, this needs an illustration to or instead of this, let me know. But so far, they've just agreed with (laughs) whatever I said. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's obvious. That one has to be the illustration. (laughs) And I hadn't even considered that, like, just the fact that you have to have two different editors. You have to have a prose editor and a comics editor. I never, that, I, that hadn't even crossed my mind, but it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you know how much an editor like can help a story. And so having right. both of those rather than you could have had one editor, but I think it might, it probably works in your favor to have one doing each sec- section, each thing. Right. And like Nicole will go over the prose as well. She'll be mm-hmm. reading the book yeah. as she goes along, but I, I wanted to have someone who was totally focused on the text and someone who was looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes as to how the text and the illustrations went together as a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's two different goals looking at it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so like your, dang, I did it again. Um, your light sentience um oh what kinds of light novels were you, did you like read you, how aware were you of the medium prior to chris suggesting it and then like after that like what were you what did he either maybe something he recommended or what were you reading to kind of get more familiar with that or you know this kind of i guess research in a way um i had i kn- no idea but i didn't know about it before chris Same. mentioned it and then I have not read one since because they want me to do my own take on it Hmm. and have it be completely unique. So I'm not going to be influenced by any other like novels. It's going Hmm. to look like how it's looking in my head. Um, How much that will match up after I am done with this project and will look at like novels. Uh, That's what I was going to say. So you are going to, are you going to like go back later and be like, Hey, is, did I do it right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, now I'm just curious about what other people yeah. have done with the medium, mm-hmm. but I also want to make sure that, I guess it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, making sure it's just. You're kind of maybe doing it justice. Right now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so is this, how do you, how have you liked it? I mean, do you feel like it's kind of a, a, a really, do you think it's, it's like a, a maybe I, I hesitate to use this, but kind of do you think maybe it's a has it been a really good medium for you just like because it is allowing you to flex both muscles at the same time it's allowing you to flex the comic muscles and the prose muscles I mean so in that way has it been has like do you think you've kind of preferred this maybe to writing just one or the other do you think it's like I guess how has this been writing in this specific medium for you uh That's hard to say. Um, I think that I really enjoy it. It's far more time consuming. So I Mm. think that I would just stick to like this series and one other. And Mm -hmm. I I don't want to just do light novels now. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like uh, it takes a lot more time and it's an organizational. Web. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, I think that I would prefer to do mostly comics and then also have these 
and keep the light novels as just like just a couple projects. Mm. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. um, so far, it's it's a much slower process, and it's it's more painstaking, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> No, definitely. And um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to ask, I want to ask this question, but I don't want, I don't want you to answer if it's too spoilery or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the metaphor? Like, what's the story that you're trying to tell within, obviously you're telling a story about a Android assassin, but like, what's mm-hmm. the, what's the story that you're trying to tell? Cause like we said before, you talk about a lot of, um, you know, darker things, a lot of, um, right. and yeah. you also talk a lot about, a, a, I, I wrote this down, a, a lot of, you know, feminine issues in a historically masculine field. And so mm-hmm. I guess, what are you, what, what are you, what, what are you trying to tell with this story? What story are you trying to tell? There's two main things, I suppose. One would be the general message is it's about growing up and forming your own sense of what's right and wrong, separate from what you were raised with. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with that moral dissonance with your creator. (laughs) Um, Also, I really wanted to have, in general, I just want to put more kinds of female main characters out there that aren't Mm -hmm. just good to look at. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like a badass with boobs. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I want to put out old women and women who are moms also and just just have more mm-hmm. diversity as far yeah. as what their goals are so there's only two characters in sentience that are male with speaking parts mm-hmm. <laughs> there's more men but i mean most of them are just like kind of dead bodies okay i'm fine with it, <laughs> for it. yeah but um i wanted to show dynamics in female relationships sisters friends lovers enemies and mothers lovers as well no mothers is oh mo- mothers that would be yeah, part of it yeah as well. yeah mother daughter yeah yeah um i mean that's just the vibe obviously I got my prologue, mother is so. not yeah. a necromancer sorceress and i don't have that kind of relationship with yeah, her. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes um <laughs> just a female villain i like female villains a Mm -hmm. lot so yeah i wanted i wanted to have the protagonist and antagonist both be female that's just to mix things up a bit i like that (laughs) and i mean that's i did a similar thing with my last book i i did is valkyrian and i just i was like i Mm want to make it first of all i figured because it's valkyrian is valkyries i wanted to make it a female main character but then i was just like I, I, but that was kind of the point was I was just like, screw it. Why not make, you know, why not just more diversity? And I guess in a way, cause like there's other characters in there that are non-binary and things. And, yeah. and I, and I, I guess the reason I did it at the end of the day was in a way diversity for diversity's sake, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean mm-hmm. that in like, just why not? It's a thing. Why not put it in there? You know? And that seems yeah. like kind of the same thing here. It's like, these are people who exist. These are like the stories and sentience are stories that, are real stories so why not just why not put those in there right why not include that well my big thing is like i feel like you shouldn't have to be sexy to be a main character Mm -hmm. 
like it's okay to have sexy main characters. I don't yeah. have a problem with that, but I feel like there's there's more stories to tell than just yeah that than yeah. just yeah just I mean uh, the best example I could think of was just Black Widow is the best example I could think of. Kind of just right, which I mean I, I never I, they didn't they they didn't do her any justice um, no. in terms of her movie. It's just it didn't right. they had yeah. a chance to like just to like turn it into something real. And they kind of yeah. didn't, and it kind of sucked. Um, that's yeah. just my opinion. That's I don't want to get Hollywood's that, but, whole thing. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, <laughs> and especially the Marvel thing, it's all just—I'm not going to get into that. Um, I have—I have opinions. I got opinions, man. Um, <laughs> so the last question I have on the writing stuff is—is I—I I, I know the answer to this, but I wrote it down anyway because why the heck not? Um, <laughs> is is com- writing comics a gateway to writing prose for you? What's kind of your, what it, what are your goals in terms of this? Because you, I mean, do you kind of want to stay in that position of working across, you know, across, not enemy lines, across state lines. You want to be, <laughs> you, you want to be across. Cause I just, when I was listening to, to like some of the other interviews and reading a couple other things and trying to think of questions, I, I thought of, you know, like, I was, th- I, the first thought I had was like Stan Lee and cause like he mm. kept his name or he used the word name Stan Lee because he wanted to keep his name for, for real writing as he called it. And so, oh, uh-huh. or that's, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I read and heard in a documentary once that could be completely mm-hmm. false. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and so I guess, do you see it as like a way to, I, I, I don't know, is writing, is it a gateway to writing prose or is it just all, is it all kind of equal? It's all equal. I see, I don't think any one medium is better than the other. I don't think that prose is elevated stories or something like prose is literature and scripts are just, yeah. I don't think that. I think that- I wasn't I trying to insinuate stories. that you do. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying that okay. I don't. Yeah. Um, I just want to make, make sure everybody thought In any form, I like video games. I like comics I like movies and tv Mm -hmm. shows and I think it's fun to play with it all Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's there's pros and cons to every medium and it's just about what you make people think about and the Mm -hmm. impact that you have yeah and uh, you know each each medium has a different audience which it kind of sucks but I mean it's true that, you know, every, you know, so you're kind of reaching multiple people or multiple different types of people that you might not have been able to reach otherwise. Yeah, um, yeah hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to create more of a crossover between yeah. the pros and comics communities because yeah. they're very mm-hmm. yeah, right now. I think that's kind of, the, I think that should but... be the main goal for a lot of people is just the people always talk about wanting, you know, comics to people to support indie comics. I think we should just want to support comics in general and make them be treated equally because i feel like that's kind of the big place that we're behind in um yeah this doesn't really have anything to do with anything but are what i know that red sonya got you into um is it sonya sanja yeah red sonya sonya okay um I, I I second guessed myself. I don't know why. Um, what are you? Re- what comics are you reading now? Like, what are what are some things that you've been reading lately that have I don't know been speaking to you? Um, I just picked up some horror comics at my local comic shop. One of them is I forget. Hold on, let me see. Go for it. Oh, it's gone. I don't know where it went. 
<laughs> I don't know where it went, but some horror comics. Um, yeah. I have been rereading Saga because mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. And why wouldn't you reread it? And um, also, I just recently read Pride of Baghdad. Um, oh, I just got the big compendium of From Hell. <laughs> Alan Moore. Yeah. And I can't wait to read that. But I haven't had as much time to read lately because mm-hmm. I've been working on sentence yeah. and the anthologies. Yeah. So. And then you're also like, um, you know, I know you're running it through, you know, Band of Bards is doing a lot of the, the legwork for, um, you know, building the campaign and things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, but you are still a heavy part of a crowdfunding campaign and that does take yeah. a lot out of you as well. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, and you, you just mentioned again, the, um, anthologies and that's one of the questions I wrote down, like what's your selection process for determining what's in an anthology? What's, what doesn't make it in? What does make it in? Um, what, mm. what kinds of things are you looking for? Um, I use a bit of a, a culling the herd kind of method. Um, I'll trim it down to ones that I think are well-written, cohesive. And then I look at them all and think about how they would fit together as far as theme and being a a unit. Um, So like for Amongst the Stars, we started to notice as we were looking through them that there were some common themes running through some of the Mm -hmm. scripts just randomly. (laughs) And so we would kind of group them together and see that that seemed to be what the general um, feel of the anthology would be. Mm. Um, so like we got some very good pitches that just didn't fit. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and then we had to think about mood too. Like you don't want to have everything in a romance anthology be sad. Mm-hmm. So we picked a couple of sad ones, but, then that meant the other sad ones didn't get in. Yeah. Or, you know, um, we wanted to make sure that we had all sorts of different romances, not just straight couples. Mm. So we um, it, it, we picked to have, um, have it be diverse, but also cohesive, mm. which is not how I would describe my rambling right now, but yes. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> No, like I said, it's it's something like I'm I'm still accept we're still accepting anthology submissions, but you know we're we're winding down. We have about a week left, week and a half left for my our anthology Smash Quarterly, and it's or for mm-hmm. the first the first quarter of it, the first volume, the first quarter of the quarterly part. Um, and so like we but and so me and my um, the editor Devin Arscott, we've been talking about like you know how we're gonna like how we're gonna work to how we're gonna you know I think we've decided we're gonna like score them. And, you know, like, go, so we can have more of a objective way to do it first and then maybe go from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, just, I was just kind of just wanted to see what someone else was doing as far as how you were going, yeah. selecting your anthology as well. Um, the next thing or three things, I guess, is I, I just want to preface it because I don't know what there is to say about it, but I feel like you do because you, because <laughs> in a tweet you asked for any, you were talking about we had already had the schedule and you were asking about anyone who wanted to, who was podcast and people who had in, available interviews and stuff. And you said questions about, you said you, to talk about science, 
was one of them. Mm-hmm. I'll just go through the topics one by one. So I, I, you, <laughs> I okay, I'll just go through all of them. Okay. Science, actually... goats, and cheese. And yeah, so and goat I just want to see, and goat cheese. Okay. So I just wanted to see, um, <laughs> what, why? I don't know. I just wanted to see what, 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 I don't know. What do you, what, what do you have to say about science, goats, and cheese? Or I was just start trying to say we'll that I can talk about many other topics than just so like what I'm doing. So Dang. yeah, it's like, well, I mean, cheese is amazing. And I yeah. have always felt an odd kinship with goats and I don't know why. <laughs> and science is just like, I love herpetology and herpetology. entomology and herpetology. Okay. Yeah. The My, study of um, amphibians yeah, and, and reptiles. And, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't know any amphibians. I knew reptiles, but and entomology insects. Yeah. I should know this because I, I, I'm a science teacher. But um, oh, lately, you? yeah, I teach fifth grade science. But um, oh, lately, awesome. we don't do really anything of what you just talked about. Oh, none of the entomology and the herb talk, we don't like, we don't go really deep into animals and stuff. We just stuck to yeah. like, this is a consumer and this is a, this is how uh-huh. food chains work. We're still pretty basic. But like lately, like, astronomy has been my jam. I don't know uh-huh. why. Like I've just been obsessed. Like there's a meteor shower this Thursday cool the lurid meteor shower that i'm gonna try to watch I, you don't i don't think you can see it but there's a giant telescope that the previous teacher left in the classroom that i don't know how to use and so i'm gonna try to take it out um <laughs> i just didn't know if you had any thoughts on any of those three topics um but i i mean that's pretty much about all i have i just i end every episode with a random question and i th- think that I, I hope that this one might be more than just the basic questions because you know usually it's something dumb but <laughs> my my question is where do you stand on um witchy magical things believer non-believer skeptic oh where you at? like as far as real life yeah um i don't think that magic is real personally no but it sure is fun curious. to write about yeah, I just wondered. I mean, I just I, I'm I I consider myself open to things like that, right? But like, skeptic. Prove me wrong. Sure. Exactly. Like, but and definitely a skeptic. Yeah, and like my girlfriend, she's big into that. Like, she has a lot of crystals, and she gave me a, a I have a hematite bracelet that's supposed to collect negative energy, and I'm like, I wear it, but like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how much it does. Like, and I bought a deck of tarot cards mostly because I just think they're interesting. But the um, just usually really exactly. Cool on those. Yeah. And I just, I've, I used to collect decks of cards in high school. And so I've always wanted a tarot deck to add to that, but yeah. I, it's one of those things like I'm, I'm, I don't believe it. I, Cause I feel like there's always a reason to like something happened the other day. And she's like, it's my, it's ghosty is what she, how she described it. It felt very ghosty. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, there's, you know, the wind could have moved, a door could have changed and changed the air pressure in the room to make the thing sway. You know, there's so many things, but I mean, so are you, so you're just a, are you, you're in the same boat then? It's just, yeah, yeah. I like the energy of witchy women. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. Um, yeah. Like just because I guess I'm secretly goth or something. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to make that judgment for you, but you can make that for yourself. But, <laughs> but I, I, I like, I like the ambiance and mm-hmm. it's fun to speculate about. And if I were ever to be proven wrong about it, I would, you know, accept that. <laughs> Is there, so you're, you're, you're not a, you haven't seen a ghost or anything like that. 
No. Or do you have do you have any weird phenomena phen, 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 phenomena be plural? Do you have any mm. weird phenomena like that that you believe in? Uh, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoots, um, anything like that? Anything cryptid like? I always think of the scientific explanation. So, Same. like with Bigfoot, I think. What if that's just a holdover of tales told before writing where people saw like the last holdout individuals of Gigantopithecus? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it could have been mm-hmm. humans yeah. were around, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they were at the same time, but Gigantopithecus. No, we, well, I was going to say we, over, I don't know about Gigantopithecus, but like I know that I, like, that was, I was listening to this book called like. Sapiens recently and they, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I can't remember the guy's name. It's really long. It's, he has a long name. It's some kind, I don't know where he's from, but uh-huh. anyway, it's this really good book. It's called Sapiens. It's about like the history of people. And like, I didn't realize until reading it that, you know, that we actually, your homo sapiens lived at the same time as like, cause you know, you see the, 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 the chart, you know, and it's like Australopithecus to, or Neanderthals and how it like slowly moved, yeah. but mm-hmm. like really they were all at the same time and like all like basically homo sapiens made everybody else extinct for one reason or another that we don't know, but I didn't know that till recently, but yeah, that's a lot kind of species of human were yeah. living on planet at yeah. the same time. Yep. And that was really, I don't know. Just, he brought up a lot of really interesting things. Like just the fact that um, probably the, the potential probable reason that like Australia has so many, you know, unique life is that it was, you know, it either separated from Pangea really early or it mm-hmm. was never completely part of it. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that I had never thought of. And like by, Far, this one blew my mind. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, by okay. farming, um, we actually made life harder for ourselves because we shut down our diet to only like one thing. And we made, made it, forced ourselves to work for only one crop. Whereas if we were hunters and gatherers and foragers, we were able mm-hmm. to, you know, travel and get more exercise and have a wide variety. We wouldn't have not been hungry because there are so many more things to eat. I don't know. It just really right. blew my yeah. mind that we actually made life harder I have a theory about that ourselves. too, actually. Go for it. I think that we started becoming more obsessed with virginity and chastity when we became an agrarian culture. Because we were concerned with passing down the land to our own family. So men started thinking about making sure it was their children that the female was having. So it was important to have a, a virgin so that their kids would get their land. I was just thinking more of, they wanted one who was quote unquote, pure who you know hadn't had a child yet so that they were like i know that this one can provide healthier offspring for me to farm with that's where my brain was what you said but yeah yours well, makes more think, just as they much think sense. that um actually before we were like in prehistory they think that men would have been more attracted to um women who already had children because it proved that they were fertile and makes could sense. survive that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> I, I that makes more sense than what I said I don't know just ever since I listened to that book and then it's through Libby my local library has the you know the uh-huh. online thing so it's an audiobook but then it irritates me because even though it's an audiobook digitally through my library it still gets returned after like two weeks Ugh. because it's some it's yeah it, and I guess it makes sense because like they only have one license or whatever but either way now I have to I only listen to like through 20 percent of the books and I have to wait another five or six weeks till the next person finishes next few people finish till I can read the rest oh, of it. But that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So I just we'll... actually bought the the graphic version of that book. Really? Is it... Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to Amazon. <laughs> 
it's I, sapiens the story of us right uh or something like that a brief, oh shoot <laughs> um hope nobody heard that i'm sorry if that was loud a brief history of humankind yeah what hey you guys can listen to me google brief history of humankind graphic novel it's the last one on yeah. amazon or last choice on amazon what yeah yeah i just, I just got that the other day frack, frack. <laughs> i try i i i try to i try to keep language on the podcast down that's why i did that also i'm uh-huh. used to it like i said i teach fifth grade so i i'm used to just you have to flim- flaming yourself. It around. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah no today i don't tell my boss i almost let one go today i was like mother <laughs> Because something didn't work, and then I had a cu- I had a couple make eye contact with me. They were like, and I was like, no, don't don't act like you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. You don't know what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, um, at least that's all I have for you. Um, thank you for coming on and um, listening to me rant about weird things and be wrong about stuff. Um, I like as- weird things. Good. Um, I'm not always right either, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um just uh to remind people again you can find sentience at um zoop.gg slash c slash sentience or just go to you know um zoop and just look for sentience it's like on the first pro look page for the it's, lady in a bottle exactly <laughs> it's 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 you'll 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 see it immediately it's got a lady there's there's a lot of green on it i think mm-hmm. it's green glowing. or yellow Glowing. There you green, go. Yeah. Yep, glowing green. And that ends May 13th. And I, I told, I was talking to Tim today and I was, I put it in my newsletter as well. So I'll mention it here. They have several great rewards available. Um, you can still be an honorary bard as always. You can get physical print copies, digital copies, whatever else. But yeah, I think the big one is you can still be an honorary bard. They have plenty of those left. Um, and you can get drawn in. And you, as a okay, background you can still character. get drawn in. That's so there the one you go. I'm most excited about because yeah. I, I get to, you know, yeah. Say, hey, Danny, draw this oh. person getting eaten by a spider. <laughs> Are you drawn in? Me? No, no. Oh. But Tim and Chris will be in there. Oh, okay. As will um, Damon Barrett Rowe, one of the editors. Okay. I, She's going to be a concubine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I included myself in my last comic, and I'm like, I'm going to do that forever now. I'm going to include it's myself fun. in everything. It's yeah. fun. I, I want to make it. Danny include herself. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Elise, thank you for coming on. That is all I have for you. Um, uh, Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. It was lots of fun to talk. If you were listening closely there, you might have noticed that I forgot to give Elise a chance to tell you where you can find her online. And so I'll go ahead and do that now. You can find Elise online at EliseRussell13 on Twitter. That's E-L-Y-S-E-R-U-S-S-E-L. L L two S and two L's Elise Russell thirteen um, on Twitter and then Sentience you find that on zoop.gg slash c slash Sentience or just go to Zoop it's one on the front page it's a girl in a jar it's green Sentience as always you can find Foreign Press Comics at F Press Comics on Twitter Foreign Press Comics on Instagram Foreign Press Comics on Facebook or ForeignPressComics.com where you can subscribe to our email list. Uh, buy copies of Valkyrian or Terminal or Sleep Sister Sleep, any of our comics. And the big thing I do want to say is that Fletcher Cross is live, or is not live, but it's available available for pre-launch now on Kickstarter. Um, and the more for every twenty pre-launch followers we get, we're going to add another book to the digital comics bundle that comes with every tier of the book. So go ahead, 
go follow the campaign even if you can't spend money on it. Just follow it, retweet, share, help us get this word out. We want Fletcher Cross to make it across the line this time. Um, so yeah, you know where to find us, you know where to find Elise. Thanks for listening. I guess I don't usually have a lot of times that I can be, you know, just one-on-one, I guess, with the listener. So thank you, whoever you are, whether you're listening to this tomorrow, because this episode comes out tomorrow, or whether you're listening to it in seven years or 7,000 years. Um, Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Have a good night.